0: From 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is the Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Here's your host, WUWM General Manager, John Hess.
1: Welcome to UWM's Chancellor's Report. I'm your host, WUWM's General Manager, John Hess. On today's Chancellor's Report, we'll talk about UWM's partnership with the Medical College of Wisconsin, and what are some of the exciting projects that MCW and UWM are working on right now, and how does this partnership uh, with UWM students benefit the community? Joining Chancellor Monet today is Dr. John Raymond, the President and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Welcome, Chancellor Monet and Dr. Raymond. Nice to have you both on the program.
2: Thanks, John. It's great to be here, John. Thank you.
1: So, Mark, I'd like to get started and just sort of broadly speaking, how uh, how and, and why do uh, does UW Milwaukee and the Medical College of Wisconsin partner?
2: Well, I'll give you several reasons. And number one, I, I have to say that the most compelling feature right now is the leadership of Dr. John Raymond. Um, uh, he's he's really brought amazing capability uh, growth and, and enhancement. Um, and I'm just so proud of our, our partnership. Medical College of Wisconsin is a leading academic medical center. It's uh, truly one of the uh, best funded medical centers in the region. And um, the, the partnerships that we bring to each other is, is reinforcing both our institutions. Uh, we're institutions that that really look seriously at reducing health disparities across the region. We um, focus on oftentimes the diversity pipeline that enables uh, the medical college and the larger community to to, uh, benefit from that. But more, I think, to the heart of the partnerships is that we come together and we really expand uh, learning and knowledge creation. We we, we do this for the benefit of our students, but we also hire joint faculty. We work on countless research projects that advance the science of medicine and, and ultimately the practice. Uh, and, and so we'll talk about a number of examples that do just that in our conversation today. Uh, but through this work, we can understand and make progress on the complex issues that are facing uh, this region and well beyond, because uh, we we are able to publish this work and it gets scaled up as people globally can take these ideas and put them into practice. So those are just a few of the reasons why this is such a vital partnership. Um,
1: Dr. Raymond, you know, what are the most effective roles of your institution regarding the partnership how do you work the most effectively together with uw milwaukee
0: well like mark said i think it begins with personal relationships and and full disclosure mark is a very close friend of mine and one of the people that i respect the most in the region i consider him to be a role model of the perfect leader during a crisis Um, He's optimistic, he engages well with people, he's a champion for the institution, for the learners and the faculty and staff, and also the community. And it's really an honor to work with Mark and with UWM because both of our institutions are deeply rooted in Milwaukee, but we serve the nation and the region as well as Milwaukee. And as Mark said, I think that we have overlapping priorities in um, underserved and under-resourced communities in the region. Uh, We've both recommitted to that mission. And we're two of Wisconsin's three largest research institutions as well. And it just makes sense for us to to have collaborations. And one that I'd really like to highlight is the National Institutes of Health signature grant called the Clinical and Translational Science Award. And in southeastern Wisconsin, UWM and MCW are two of eight anchor institutions that have formed a virtual university. And we've been able to compete for this award three consecutive cycles. And these are big awards. They're 20 plus million dollars for each of the cycles. Um, So lots lots to celebrate. And you know, the collaboration goes back before Mark and I were really on the scene. And it uh, started primarily with excellence in imaging research, many of the innovations in magnetic resonance imaging or NMR or MRI were right here in Milwaukee because of the collaboration that the two of these institutions had with GE Healthcare.
1: That's uh, really very, very interesting in terms of the history of setting the stage. Um, I'm just curious from your perspective, um, What is, tell me about the importance of science during a pandemic, both in terms of information and in terms of just um, being able to do basic research or understanding of of what's going on during a pandemic.
0: Well, I think especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, where we all have instant access to information, much of which is out of date, misinterpreted, or outright misinformation or disinformation having two research universities here in this region i think has been a benefit to um, to our public officials that have to make difficult decisions about policy to the general public and also to um to our business community that want to protect their customers and protect their employees but also want to maintain their business and so they had to balance lockdown so to speak with the safety of of their people and i think Um, Mark and his faculty and staff and MCW's faculty and staff have really stood out as sources of truth. And it's been difficult, I think, for all of us to stay above the political fray. Unfortunately, COVID-19, public health interventions, and even some therapeutics have become very politicized. And that has not been to the benefit of our country and our region. And again, I think that's why MCW and UWM have stood out as valuable
1: assets during the last 13 months. And Mark, as uh, over the last 13 months, can you elaborate a little bit on, you know, why is it important for the uh, UWM students to be involved in in this and also to uh, um, consider getting a COVID-19
2: vaccine at this time? Well, I'll start with the latter question first. I think the importance of students getting COVID vaccines Uh, is so foundational. Uh, We have 25,000 students. We have uh, almost 7,000 employees. Um, That's a pretty big force, and I have been relentless um, in part because it's a personal um, issue that the more people that are vaccinated, the safer the world is for me uh, with a suppressed (laughs) immune system, so I'll be self-serving. But more fundamentally, uh, this is critical for us to get back to normalcy. Um, How and where do students uh, learn the best? How and where do faculty conduct their research? Um, And and how do we best deliver, um, whether it's healthcare or services or or manufactured products, really it is in person. And while there's silver linings that we've discovered today in the virtual and remote environments, um, we need to get this society, uh, economy, and world back to normal. And the path to do that is through the safe foundation that John Raymond has espoused uh, through countless meetings and countless discussions. And i like to to hold John out as a, a, an incredible role model um, for the information that he shared and the practices that he's tried to, to inform people about. Vaccinations are the most important thing we can now be doing. And um, so we're uh, a presence and, and we're pretty relentless. We not only think that it's important for our employees and students, but we are a vaccination site for the public. And so, much like we've been able to test over the last uh, six months, 50 percent of the state of Wisconsin. 50% of the tests that have been conducted have been on the University of Wisconsin System campus. We want to be able to say come July, August, or September, looking back, that we were a very significant player in the role of vaccinations that got us back to normal. Um, So that's the the latter part of your question. In terms of the role of science and the reasons why students should should be involved and engaged, um, it's just critical. I take the example of um, Lillian Payne was the first graduate of our Silver School of Public Health. She became, for the um, Milwaukee Public Health Department, not just chief of staff, but she held many key roles. She was one of the first people in the country to highlight the disparate roles through the epidemiological research, through the types of, of tools that she learned as both a graduate and undergraduate student at UWM, the types of um, issues that are facing this this region. So to raise the flag for that and to really be able to be an educated, informed citizen, employee and activist, that's critical role for for individuals. That's what education can bring uh, to the forefront. So there's a lot of different things that I can give you examples of in terms of the projects, uh, the types of applications where working with a medical college and the types of knowledge and, and, and sharing that information, it makes for a better environment for our students and our faculty and ultimately translates into much as uh, Dr. Raymond described, that the, the, from, from the, the um, lab side to the bedside, to this type of practice that really does uh, impact society, uh, individuals and families.
1: And I assume, as partners, um, you all uh, work as collaborators. But you've also got had challenges. I assume going back in your partnership. Can Dr. Raymond, can you talk a little bit about as you've worked as collaborators with uh, UWM? Talk a little bit about the challenges both that you have faced and what you will face now and into the future as collaborators. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, even though I think our values are aligned, John, and and they are, and I think the leadership styles really fit well together. Um, we're different institutions. Medical College of Wisconsin is a is a private institution, and uh, UWM is a very distinguished state institution. Um, and you know, the the way that we do business is different. Uh, UWM is a comprehensive urban research university. Um, The faculty voice is very prominent in decision-making, and UWM is part of a larger statewide system. MCW, um, even though we have a statewide reach, we're smaller and more compact. We're focused on health sciences. Um, The culture here um, honors faculty voices, but um, because we rely so heavily on clinical revenue to support everything else we do, we're also in a, in a more nimble business mode where we have to make our own decisions on the ground. Um, so, you know, I, I think just the way that we do business may be a bit different. And we overlap in some areas where there may be um, the potential for competition, maybe in the public health space would be one example. Um, but I think largely, though, these two institutions really fit like a hand in a glove. The, the things that that we need here at MCW, UWM brings to the table. The humanities, strong engineering department, um, an undergraduate presence, and this deep commitment to, to Milwaukee. And I think, you know, Medical College of Wisconsin brings great professional programs and opportunities for the students and for the faculty.
1: And and Mark, just to elaborate a little bit on that um, as far as the collaboration. Uh, I would guess that because of the um, uh, some of the federal dollars coming into Wisconsin in the next couple of months around the uh, around the, the the Biden administration's funding of uh, the COVID packages. Um, you guys will be collaborating on some projects, but you'll also be competing on some projects, too. So talk a little bit about that and how you work that out to uh, make sure that you, one, don't step on each other's toes when you're going for funding, but also, two that you can put together the strongest proposals you possibly can working
2: together. So thanks, John, that's a really important point. You know, federal funding has some misconceptions associated with it, and let me clarify one, because right now, uh, both in the legislature and sometimes among the public, uh, there's a misunderstanding. These funds that are coming in through the three different acts that go back to uh, previous uh, administration, are one-time funds. Um, And they're really meant to address gaps and holes uh, that are created. They will not do that completely. I can tell you, even with the billions of dollars that are there that being distributed and talk to a lot of small business people and they'll tell you the same thing um and the misconception that's more fundamental than that is um the, the needs that we have are ongoing and the base budget general program revenue is absolutely what's uh what's fundamental for our long-term uh su- sustainability and and success with regard to um the, the funds that have been uh, allocated that will be distributed. I don't see competition for those. Those are pretty much earmarked and allocated into different buckets and they'll be administered by our state in, in different ways and we'll figure that out. Um, but where I think there's power, uh, John, to your point about um, federal funding is that that today, the name of the game um, for, for truly effective and, and major grants and support is through collaboration. And that happens both within our institutions, but especially across and and, and with them. And and I think that that what we call, we, we just rolls off our tongue today, the CTSI, but what Dr. Raymond talked about earlier, this Clinical Translation Science Institute, this is the example of power, three successive rounds of funding um, that collectively represent over $60 million for this region. Uh, but those are also discrete and limited funds. So it's not like, well, that's this treasure pot. They're very carefully made it out. But I also want to draw attention to how important that type of partnership is for advancing the pandemic. Over 200 scholars, researchers, physicians, faculty members, and grad students have been involved through the CTSI, on COVID-related programs, 39 teams resulting in 19 proposals. That's collaboration. That brings together a lot of people that are focused, really focused on advances in um, COVID-related re- research. And that deals with everything from uh, microbiology types of applications to, to things over in um Uh, some of the genetic work and some of the the behavioral side of things in terms of practices safer practices so there's just an array of different activities and and so that's to me the the channeling and the power of collaboration federal funding and ultimately the practical value of that and um uh, the name of the game today is is in terms of teamwork and collaboration
1: and in terms of the uh, ctsi um Obviously, the current work you're doing with uh, COVID-19 and the testing Do you foresee, both of you foresee the future uh, there with uh, working with uh, sort of post-pandemic, with working with patients who maybe are COVID long haulers or involved in that and looking at the data and the sciences so that, for instance, a cardiologist could be able to sort of look at the data and understand more about where a patient is progressing or how a patient might be progressing in this COVID environment? Dr. Raymond, let's start with you to talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a potential area of opportunity for us to collaborate and our people are already are, are doing it. And um, we actually don't know what we don't know about long haulers and COVID-19. How long will it last? What, what is the underlying mechanisms of the different disabilities that people have and these long symptoms? And having the power of a comprehensive research university and a strong health science university working together, will help us cover all the bases.
1: Mark, do you want to follow up a little bit on that?
2: Yeah, and I'd like to expand on that a little bit and just show you the power of these partnerships. It could be examples like these that are around COVID, uh, but it's also the types of things that I think really demonstrate, um, you know, this this is always fascinating to me. I remember some years ago, uh, uh, you know, referring to John uh, Raymond, I think John, when you were initially uh, in your role and I was not yet chancellor at UWM, One of the things that I wanted to share was, let's talk about some of the partnerships. And we did an internal survey. And it's amazing how we don't even know all the different partnerships. There are faculty um, who are incredible. I mean, they're just incredible. And and, and I just bow to the folks at the Medical College. I've been very fortunate to work with many in previous leadership development programs and can tell you uh, they're the best in the world at what they do. And we're so fortunate to have the Medical College of Wisconsin right here. I mean, whether it's cancer care, whether it's uh, the types of work that's happening in terms of, of, of uh, children's uh, specialty clinics, uh, the types of things that are happening on uh, gerontology and, and uh, just across so many different departments and, and disciplines, it's really cool. But the partnership that I want to talk about is, is something as diverse as our engineering faculty that work. I mean, just a few examples include uh, Dr. Ilya Afdiv, Who happens to have an adjunct appointment at the medical college in their current institute for transformation of medical education. Now, as it turns out, Dr. Afdib, who's an engineer, is our associate director in our Lubar Entrepreneurship Center. And he takes on issues and talks about how you can become, you know, transformative in terms of of delivering uh, medical knowledge uh, to residents and to, to medical students in ways that that folks at medical colleges benefit from, and, and, and it's a powerful partnership. We also have more specific folks. Um, you know, we have a, an assistant professor, uh, Masa Daba, and, and he's working with the Medical cancer uh, medical College um, Cancer Center, and he's looking at the comorbidity of cancer among patients diagnosed with chronic other conditions. Um, Dr. Roshan D'Souza is also in engineering, uh, working with researchers at the medical college to better diagnose and treat brain aneurysms. And they're looking at what Dr. Raymond was talking about earlier, some of the MRI or Magnetic Resonance Imaging type of work. Um, We could talk about our longstanding program in biomedical health informatics. We've had this program in place for uh, about 17 years, and it's the only true interdisciplinary um, program around biomedical health informatics. And it's a PhD program that we've put together and the students are in such demand, I can't can't tell you. And we have a number of people who have MDs that come and get the PhD in this growing incredibly important field. And it's often very much related to the work that we're doing together in data sciences. But let me shift gears and give you one other area of example. Aside from some of the engineering and mathematical science and data analytics kind of things, in the School of Freshwater Science, you have a faculty member, Dr. Sandra McClellan, who's involved in at least, that I'm aware of, five different programs with the medical college. So she, as, as um, one example, she serves on a, on a panel, she's on the advisory steering committee for the Center for Microbiome Research, and she works with uh, Dr. Nita Salzman at the medical college. Um, she, her own background is, she's an environmental microbiologist. Um, so one of the big things that she's done in terms of COVID research is she's uh, been involved with the wastewater surveillance programs and this is a collaboration with some leading uh, both medical centers but also university researchers in microbiology across the country developing networks um, and what they do is they look at variants to understand the concentrations of virus in different um, sewage um, areas and it's amazing in terms of an early warning and it helps us understand where and when uh, these are occurring Um, She's working with Professor Coburn at the Medical College in Infectious Diseases on um, emerging pathogens such as Clostridium uh, difficile, if I'm saying that right. But Sandra has been one of the key people with her knowledge and collaboration with the Medical College that has brought Bradford Beach back to life, for example. Um, You know, people thought it was just um, wastewater, and she went into that area and studied and brought grad students in and looked at and examined it. And said, actually, it's as much the bird um, scat as it is <laughs> some of the, the uh, overflows, the stormwater and things like that. So a completely different approach is used in terms of taking the surface contaminants, um, the, the things that bird poop was collecting in, and then having dogs, the pooch patrol, come in to take care of that. And Bradford Beach today, and John, this may precede your time here, both of your times here, but it was a dump. People wouldn't go on that beach, it was uninhabitable. Today, it's one of the top 10 beaches in the country in terms of urban uh, types of beaches and inland, not ocean beaches because of this type of work. The point is our work, the work that we do at the Medical College of Wisconsin, UWM changes our knowledge, which changes our practice and changes people's lives. And that's, to me, one of the most powerful and important things we can do together. In 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 many cases, such as mine, it saves lives. And if you've had a family member, if you've had a friend, most likely they've gotten some of the best medical care they can get at the Medical College of Wisconsin. You know, you, you both talked about um, this valuable partnership
1: and collaboration, but um, I think one of the things that you really touched on was the, the values and the alignment of the values, both from the institu- from your institutions. You know, I don't think that the partnerships with, you, with the various um, faculty that work at each of the institutions would be possible without that alignment of values. So speak to me a little bit more, and maybe Dr. Raymond, we'll start with you. Speak to me a little bit more about the alignment of those values and how you articulated those values to be able to have the valuable partnership.
0: Let me um, just say that I have been inspired by the work that UWM does to ground themselves in um, really helping our region be competitive and focusing on under-resourced neighborhoods and people that have not had opportunities to really contribute in, in the past. And so that really means committing to some of the central city zip codes, black and brown people, uh, communities of color. And I think this is so vitally important for the competitiveness of our region. And it's the right thing to do. Um, I think both of our institutions are well-grounded in our humanity. And even though we are research institutions, we're here to serve the general public in, in the best possible way that we can. And so collaboration is, is one way to do that. And connecting with and learning from and serving the community is another. And so I think there um, there is a full alignment of the values of the institutions. You know, and Mark talked about some of the work that we do that's complementary. You know, we have the medical school and um, some other Uh, health-related programs, but UWM is a nursing school and many of the allied health professions. And so we really complement each other in our ability, not just to deliver health care, but to improve the quality of health by dealing with the social determinants of health, like food security and safe neighborhoods and living wage jobs.
1: Thank you. Mark, do you want to elaborate a little bit on that?
2: Happy to do it. I think as a research and Access University. We're unique uh, among a lot of universities in the country to have um, the Carnegie research, top research ranking, uh, but also to have the mission to be an Access University. We serve as a four-year academic institution, the largest number of diverse individuals, people of color, um, uh, LGBTQ+, top 30 campus for that, um, for the last seven years running. Um, We have um, the largest number of first-generation and non-traditional older students. The average undergraduate of UWM is 25 and a half years old when they graduate, Um, things people didn't know. Um, But it's really rooted in a framework around diversity, equity, and inclusion. If you look at the disparities, um, oftentimes the health outcomes are are manifestations of more underlying issues. Uh, If we look at um, many issues around whether it's House or housing or, or food insecurity, employment, uh, incarceration rates, and some of the the, the challenging statistics that, that face this region. Education is the key to unlocking that, and so our commitment is is deep, and we have a framework that has been in place for a long time, and we've elevated it over the last couple of years. Um, and when you talk about values, that's core to UWM, I and I think that's what's drawn and attracted a lot of people to both. Um, UW Milwaukee, but also to the medical college in terms of the core values that so many people espouse. But I have to also talk about how culture and tone are set at the top. And we can have posters on the wall, we can have guiding values on our websites, uh, but it really does start with character and integrity. And and those are the types of things that I want to give a shout out and recognize that Dr. John Raymond is, is the executive of the year this year for standing up, speaking truth, sharing information, uh, and really being a bold, highly effective leader that has made such an important difference. John and I have hotlines to each other if there's things that are important, things that are necessary. He has never not just turned those calls around instantly. We really are uh, tracking well. And and from a friendship and and values perspective, I couldn't work with a better colleague. So I, I think it's important to recognize that's the glue that really helps Hold uh, our work together.
1: Well, I can, <clears throat> I can certainly tell by by my discussions with you today, both of you, how dedicated you are to this community, uh, to the to the Milwaukee community, and how how much you respect one another and enjoy working with each other. So you can you can certainly see that. I want to thank you for being here. Uh, my guest today on the UWM Chancellor's Report has been UW-Milwaukee Chancellor Mark Monet and Dr. John Raymond, the President and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Uh, Dr. Monet and uh, Dr. Raymond, I wanna thank you both for being here today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. As always, I'm WWM's General Manager, John Hess, and I thank you for listening.
0: You've been listening to The Chancellor's Report featuring Mark Monet. Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu chancellor.